Welcome to Legal Practices That Scale. I'm Ramesh Hetyarchi, and in the next few minutes, I'll share a resource, strategy, or insight that has influenced my decade-long journey modernizing my legal practice, along with one tangible step you can take to integrate this learning and knowledge in your own. My mission to encourage solo lawyers and others to take the small and incremental steps that over time have the potential to boost their productivity, transform their business success, and support a healthier, more balanced life. Let's get started. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the importance of lawyers having a modernization strategy. And I'm going to illustrate this importance by talking about this in the context of my own journey and specifically how my decision to start my own legal practice was really the result of me being unable to come up with satisfactory answers to five deceptively simple questions. Now, before I begin, I want to emphasize that the answers to these questions are going to be deeply personal, really connected to every person's own experience, story, and connections. I'm not sharing these questions as a means to advocate starting your own legal practice or leaving your job. I'm only sharing my experience with you as a means of illustrating why it is important for every lawyer to have a modernization strategy, particularly if you are a solo lawyer or practicing, as I did, in a small law firm. So back in 2017, I was practicing with a small law firm. I had finished my fifth year of practice and had concluded my first multi-day trial at Superior Court of Justice with a really favorable result for my client. Now, if you were on the outside, you would have thought that everything was rosy and that I had really been accomplishing some really big milestones. But the truth is I was quite unhappy. By that time, I had been um, a new father, first time father for a couple of years. And I was really struggling with balancing my responsibilities as a parent and husband with those to my clients. And those struggles showed. I had a lot of difficulty sleeping. I had challenges with remaining to be productive. I really wasn't eating properly. And what I didn't know then and what I know now was that these um, difficulties were symptoms of a much larger problem, which is what depression is all about. But because at the time I didn't recognize the sign, I didn't really take any steps to get treatment. As a result, my symptoms continued to worsen and it ultimately led me to a mental breakdown, a breakdown which forced me to take two weeks off on medical leave just to recover and reset. And I used this period of two weeks to think about my future in the profession and if I was going to stay within the profession, where would that be? My reflections on this period can really be summed up in five questions. First, will I be practicing law five years from now the same way I'm practicing law today? I remember this is 2017. This was before the existence of ChatGPT and artificial intelligence. And even back then, I knew that I would be practicing law five years later very differently than I would be practicing law in 2017, and it turned out to be true. 
I really believed in 2017 that technology would transform how lawyers would deliver services to clients. And I expected that these changes would come very, very soon. The second question, what steps am I taking to prepare myself for that future? And when I thought about it, the answer was nothing. I was already struggling to meet my obligations as a father and as a husband and balance those obligations with my professional responsibilities to clients. I did not have the time or energy to develop a strategy to future-proof my career. It just wasn't a priority. Then we move to the third question. What steps is my employer taking to prepare me for that future? Again, the answer was very little. Now, I want to be very clear. I'm not faulting my previous employer. As a small law firm, they had other pressures. And frankly, they didn't have the resources to prepare me for this future. They weren't even asking these questions for themselves. That being said, it was obvious to me at the time that if they did not provide me with that support to future-proof my career, I was going to have to find that support elsewhere. Now that I had made that assessment, I resorted back to the idea of the BATNA, the best alternative to a negotiated agreement, which is a negotiating principle. And what is my best alternative to practicing law? What is my backup plan? The answer was simple. I didn't have one. And if I didn't have one, it became incumbent on me to get one if I was going to continue practicing law. Now that I've answered these four questions, I was confronted with the last question. What was going to be my next step? And for me, that next step was me quitting my position and starting my own practice. Now I want to be very clear, every journey is going to be different and answers to these questions are going to differ from listener to listener. Answers to these questions are going to be deeply rooted to each listener's own experience, their story and their connections. And I also want to be clear that starting your own practice is a really big decision which really should not be taken if you aren't adequately prepared. That being said, in the age of artificial intelligence and with technologies like ChatGPT, I believe these questions are a great starting point to ground a modernization strategy and that every lawyer who cares about their future in legal practice and the advancement of their overall career should be asking these questions not only of themselves, but also of their employers. And if you or your employers do not have answers to these questions that you are happy with, you unfortunately have some really big and frankly really difficult decisions to take in the short term. So your actionable tips for this podcast, what is your answer to these five questions? And if you are not happy with your answer to these questions, what are going to be your next steps when it comes to your practice and your career. Now, if you want a simple tool to help assess your satisfaction with your responses to these questions, there's a simple tool we've created this in the description of this podcast. I also wanna say that if you are a lawyer and you are struggling to sleep or be productive, or if you're anxious about your files, 
I would strongly encourage you to seek medical advice and assess your mental health. I appreciate that this is a difficult step to take, but this step was also a step that I had to take and has become a really important milestone in my own journey in legal practice. And that wraps up this episode of Legal Practices That Scale. If you found these insights valuable and are eager for more strategies to advance your practice, subscribe to our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll gain access to exclusive content, detailed guides, and other information to help keep your practice at the forefront of innovation. Make sure to subscribe and stay ahead of the curve. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to sharing more insights in the next episode. Be well.